0: You have found the Run Around Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross-country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. My guest today was an all-Missouri Valley runner in cross-country, placing fifth overall um, in uh, in his final year in 2018 and he also finished fourth here locally in the uh, at the 2016 Drake Relays in the 10 kilometer race with a PR of 3013. Most recently he led the Run Blaze Iowa team at the USATF Club Cross Country Championships in Tallahassee by finishing 67th overall. Welcome to the program Cody Bailey. Hello Cody. Hello, Lance. Thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of hit some of your highlights for running. Um, yeah. What was uh, what was your highlight of your run today? Um, as I look out, it's about minus three degrees <laughs> wind chill. It's uh, pretty awful. Um, what um, did you do this morning? Um, how motivated were you? Well. Um, I would say it was it was a little cold. That wind
1: was kind of a killer. Uh, the title of my the title of my run on Strava I, I like to get creative with my uh, title runs on Strava. It was actually freezer burnt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just did a, a kind of a easy 11 miles something. I did a little bit. Uh, well, same route as yesterday that I did with uh, Blake Whalen. He uh, we met up yesterday, and I just did the same route that we that we did yesterday. Hmm. And uh, were you by
0: yourself then? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wind was just like that was something else. Yeah. Well, you you grew up in Anawan, Illinois, um, east of Geneseo. There, a lot of uh, Iowans know that's a stop along on eighty on the way to Chicago. So you kind of know what uh, rough uh, weather is. <laughs> Um, Absolutely, you're yeah. Yep. You're used to
1: this. Yeah, so, so I grew up in uh, Anawan, Illinois, which is like you said, right off of Interstate 80. And uh, I grew up; my house is literally on the edge of town, so my whole backyard. I got a great view of the countryside. Which, uh, when I started running, I I usually did most of my runs out in uh, the country roads, just because, like, it was out in the open. A lot more space to run than in town. In town it was like I couldn't like I couldn't even like stretch a mile from one side of town to the other. (laughs) It's
0: pretty small, yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think the population is
1: uh, is approximately nine hundred people.
0: A thousand? Yeah, I was gonna say about a thousand probably. Right right up there. But Uh, each year I Should oh. know this, they spent five years in the quad cities. But what school district are they in? Are they having their own uh, school there? Or I so, really don't remember a lot of the schools played them, but yeah.
1: so I went to Anilon High School. And okay. another another fun fact is, um, my house is also 10 feet away from the same school I went to in uh grade school and high school.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um to ride the bus or get a ride. (laughs) 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 I only had to to step up the door and walk 10 feet. (laughs) 10 feet. Were you across the street or on the same side of the street?
1: Well, it was kind of at like a diagonal
0: uh, angle. Okay. A little little bit just up the street. Well, that beats me. When I was a grade schooler up in Mason City, I was a block away. I had to walk Mm -hmm. one block. Man, you got me beat that feet that's <laughs> away.
1: Anyway, going back to uh your question, uh Anna One High School is uh unit 226 and uh like that's the uh <clears throat> that's their uh identification number with like uh district. And oh, uh yeah. they're in the oh. Lincoln Trail uh conference for uh <clears throat> most of their sports. And uh, it's actually interesting because when I when I went to high school, we were co-op in uh, most sports except for men's basketball, uh, girls volleyball, and girls basketball. Every every other sport was co-op with the same school, uh, just a uh, just the town over, which was in Kiwani, Illinois. It was called Weathersfield High School.
0: Okay. Okay. Kiwani, yep. yeah. yeah. Okay, now that's starting to ring a bell. Yeah. Yep. So, because yeah. I most of the yeah, most of the, uh, most of the sports teams, uh,
1: like Annawan Leathersfield Titans. Uh, it's the it's both the schools combined, but
0: <clears throat>
1: you will know, get a mixture of like athletes from one school and then athletes from another school. Mm, okay.
0: Okay. Um. Well, you're um. You've got a little bit of an interesting um, history here. I know when you were uh, going to Illinois State, you were kind of hoping to be a teacher or maybe even going into a police officer, but you ended up mm-hmm. working in public works in your hometown in in Anawan, uh, even doing garbage pickup, um, mm-hmm. before you um, made the jump to go to Des Moines. Um, to uh, work at fitness sports. Um, how did that all, all evolve here? So I was kind of
1: unsure when I graduated from Illinois state on what I wanted to do with, uh, like my full-time position. And, uh, I ended up working as a public worker for two and a half years until, uh, over at fitness sports, a good well, a good friend of mine, uh, Tyson Whelan, who's also the director of Team Run Blaze, he yep. uh, sent me a link to like jobs were opening up, like because of the ownership ownership uh, change, and I decided to email uh, the new owner of Fitness Sports, Jordan Andrews, who's also a, uh, a coach at Grandview University, with his wife, uh, Lynn, Lindsay Andrews, yep, and. <clears throat> Eventually, one thing led to another where uh, we set up a Zoom interview, and uh, the interview went really well, And uh, in my opinion, and eventually, well, a couple of days later, they asked me if I'd be interested in having a job, and
0: I decided to go for it. This was kind of in the summer, or? This was. This, when did this all occur? So this
1: was right in the uh, late summertime. So late uh, July, 2021. And then I started working at fitness sports in uh, August.
0: Uh, Well, it's a lot better, uh, certainly physically on your back and everything like that. (laughs) Uh, To be working at a shoe store rather than uh, doing all the maintenance you were doing and and everything for the city of Anawan. Was it just kind of, easy to be um there with your parents um or were you just kind of were they were you driving them crazy and they were driving you crazy and it was just time to get out what was the or did you want to focus on running what was the
1: um so I was really uh focusing on on running uh, I went for a run almost almost every day uh, like I would get up early go for my run before uh uh, work or sometimes after work depending on how I feel I would just go for a short run or kind of a longer run and it was like my, my parents weren't really uh, driven crazy it was just mostly my dad and I just and uh, yeah <laughs> yeah um, no I didn't really I didn't really mind working as a as a public worker because it it kind of took my mind away from uh, running a bit because I feel like you gotta have that happy medium where you're not over focusing on uh, running so much, or you're not leaning one side more to work. Because at Illinois State, they taught us being uh, being be that fine line of right down the middle. Uh, don't be too far right; you're just focusing too much on running, or too far left; you're focusing on uh, <clears throat> like your job so much or school too much
0: okay well i kind of connected the dots between you and tyson because you guys both went to iowa central and you know like you said he had taken over the team uh leadership there and he's a heck of a recruiter he you know he got david two in the former iowa state runner onto the team so uh, i i knew he was recruiting pretty heavily so so I kind of connected those dots that he was probably recruiting you to Des Moines, trying to get you onto the team. And it uh, sounds like it's been great for you.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's been trying to do that for as long as I can remember being like working in Anawan.
0: Yeah, he's been wanting you to get over there. Uh, as you're, uh, Well, you've had some great results there. Um, you did well at Capital Pursuit. And as I mentioned, you were the leader. Uh, for the run blaze team at uh, Club Cross Country. Um, so it's been a, a really good uh, short little four, four months or so with the team. Absolutely. Is there some reason for that? Is there something – have you been able to – have you feel like you've been able to focus more on running, um, have a little more time uh, to yourself? Um. I think it
1: kind of does have to go back to the fact where uh, I'm not putting my body through like a whole lot of work as, as I was working as a, uh, as a garbage man. Yeah. Like the pressure's off a little bit. Uh, but as far as uh, like everything else goes, I think.
0: it's Pretty similar then. Yeah. Pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. But you do get some more. um workout times like like you mentioned that workout with Tyson the other day. You do a lot of workouts with these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot better than running solo. Uh <laughs> around yeah, one and, mile town. Um yeah and a lot and, uh, more places to run.
1: Yeah I've I've trained uh solo so many so many years like it's hard to keep track of it like at this point because when I was training in Anna One I did a lot of workouts and a lot of runs uh, solo. It was very seldom that I would get uh, somebody out there to uh, help me. Yeah, and a couple people like did help me a little bit. Uh, sometimes I would have my cousins like ride the ride a bike next to me. Like if I was doing double days where uh, I'd worked out in the morning, but then in the afternoon I would shake out and just go for an easy. Uh, two to four mile run, just to flush the legs out.
0: Okay. It seems like um, you really kind of blossomed, where you finished seventh at the Illinois Cross Country State Championships. They run three miles there. Um, yes. Uh, which I don't know why. Maybe you can explain why. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can
1: I can do my best here, but uh, in the state of Illinois, it's a little it's a little different than
0: Iowa. Yeah, um, I so do do, up, I I will admit that. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, how
1: I basically got into running. Uh, so I used to play football in high school. I was a wide receiver, cornerback, and safety okay. uh, for my freshman and sophomore year. And then I used that fall sport to get into shape for basketball. Like, because okay. in Anna one basketball and football are basically our two top sports. Sure. And uh, after, after my sophomore year, I was like, there's no way I'm going back out for football. Like I got like, there was one practice where we were practicing uh, kick return, and I was on the receiving team. And these two, like two of our best linebackers, like came up to me, grabbed me by my shoulder pads, lifted me up, and literally <laughs> slammed me to the ground. <laughs> and then the coach was dragging me. The coach was dragging me off the field. He threw my helmet off, and he threw my pads off. And he looked at me, and it was like, "How many fingers am I holding up?" And I was like, "November." He he basically went like, What? And I was like, like, I didn't say anything after that. I just walked over to pick up my pads and put them back on and get back out there. But then the coach was like, No, you sit back down. You are done for
0: the day.
1: (laughs) You're done for the week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what he should have said.
0: Yeah, but uh, with, uh, you know concussions yeah. and everything, yeah. More careful now.
1: Anyway, yeah. luckily uh, I did not receive a concussion that that day. I I just got the wind knocked out of me for a solid half hour. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> but, Continuing you know, on you know, how I got into running, uh, were so you were about six foot one seventy at that time, probably.
1: At that time, I was about five foot five. Oh, and because you're a pretty I, tall guy, though. Yeah, I was about 105 pounds. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> and gosh. Uh, and so continuing on with how I got into running. Um, so I was lifting weights one day, uh, getting ready for basketball in the summertime. But then uh, the history teacher, who was also uh, the cross-country coach, uh, Creston Finn, uh Mr. Finn, as we called him, he walked into the weight room, saw me lifting, and he asked me, do you do – are you doing any uh, fall sports? And I'm like, I'm just getting ready for, like, basketball in the winter. And he's like, I think you should consider doing cross country. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do. I didn't either I thought we were yeah, gonna write was... a or something equestrian in there. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So you know, he
1: he's basically one of those coaches who like would never take no for an answer until you absolutely like try it. You like you won't know until you know. Okay. And so I just basically was like okay, I'll I'll try it out, like for one day and see what happens. And then the next day, I I went out to uh, the state park, which was in between both Anawan and Kiwani. And er- everybody like who was on the team about to do cross country, uh, we all got out there and we got assigned like how far we were gonna go for that day. And like I. I look around and everybody's wearing like running shoes and I'm the only one in like a pair of like big and and bulky uh, skate shoes. Cause that, at that time I had no idea what running shoes even were.
0: Like I never even heard of them. And, And this was before your junior season, your junior academic year, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like this was, like, right before uh, my junior year of high school started. But I'm then uh, – I surprised your coach didn't get together with you and said, okay, here's what you need, Cody. Here's – you know, you yeah. need this and this. And well, eventually, doing.
1: like, eventually we got, we got together, like, in a one-on-one meeting. And he basically saw the potential in me that I had to be a good runner that I
0: couldn't see at the time. Well, you're 105 pounds, five foot five or so. <laughs> so <laughs> for one thing, it wasn't. I don't think you you probably weren't that great of a basketball player either, were you? At that size. Well, so, um, could you dribble? You could probably dribble the ball though pretty well. But
1: yeah, I was. A, I was pretty good. I was a pretty yeah. good dribbler and a good uh, three point shooter. I actually. Uh, okay. I actually, uh, like, by the time my senior year uh, rolled around, uh, I actually represented our team in a three-point contest. Okay.
0: So you still continue to play basketball. Um, But uh, why did that first workout go then? Did you – were you beating everybody? So – so with the first uh,
1: (laughs) – so – How it started, like, when I first got into running, uh, Coach Fenn and I, we sat down and we drew out a plan of what to do, like, for, like, beginners. So he would have me run one day a half mile, and then the next day run a mile, and then we would gradually work our way up every half mile. It was basically like baby
0: steps on a ladder. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he sounds like he had a smart plan for you. You uh, just needed to yep. get the the, the the shoes better. Um, mm-hmm. When did uh, when did you kind of realize you had some uh, talent there? Uh, one of the meets you competed in.
1: Yeah, so it was kind of later in my uh, junior year. Uh, it was the it was the 2013 regional meet, and or sorry, twenty. 2012, excuse me. So it was the 2012 regional meet. And coach basically said, this is the number of teams that will advance. And this is the number of individuals that will advance to the sectional meet. And I, I basically said, I'm going to move on to the next one and see what happens. And, the way I ran that race, I think Coach Finn said that was the smartest race you've ever ran all season. Okay. What was and your time then? What did
0: you run for a time? Sixteen forty-five. Okay. then what number were you? I was. I was our second guy. Second guy. So yep. wow. So everybody listening out there, you know, you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. gotta, you gotta, you gotta try things. You gotta try, you yep. venture. Yep. You never knowing what you might be good at. Um, exactly. So, and I know from reading your your bio, you didn't like you don't like track too much. Uh, you don't like running around circles. It's not one of your favorite things to do. Um, did they have a track team then in the spring? Did you compete there?
1: So. In in high school, I didn't do track until uh, my senior year. Okay. So going into my senior year, I basically had a breakout season of cross country. Uh, I finished my senior year uh, basically the lowest place I got my whole senior year, and this is including – like actually, this is not including, like, the postseason – the lowest I've ever finished was fourth place. Okay.
0: Cause
1: I think what separated that from my junior year was I actually went to every run on the summer training. Cause like that easy four mile day that, uh <clears throat> that I only did with the, uh, like, just to get the coach off my back was, yeah, was that was the only day I went to summer running. And then, uh, <clears throat> like, my senior year, going into my senior year, I went to every, every run from the start of summer to the end of summer, all the way up into, like, the fall, which was leading up to the season.
0: And you were uh, I'm I'm certain putting in really good miles then too at that time.
1: Absolutely. I finished uh, that summer like with a total of 301 miles. Okay. All in all in the course of
0: three months. And now you do that in roughly three weeks now, probably close to it. So <laughs> nah,
1: nah, that's, a little, that's a little bit of an overstatement. <laughs>
0: well right now, yeah close yeah right Very now
1: close. i yeah right now i like to do uh ever like i roughly i run 60 to 80 miles a week yeah cuz i just i just feel like that's my sweet spot where i'm not hurting myself too much like risking an injury or i'm not like over overtraining or or any of that right. to like feel super tired the next day
0: well that's smart you you know what your body needs Uh, i know what i need to do in my running too so everybody's got (laughs) to do the same thing so so you finished seventh at state running a pr what were your options there for for college um you've obviously gravitated toward running this is what you want to do kind of you kind of said, "Okay, I'm not going to be a basketball player." Um, did you grow any your senior year? Were you still five five, or had you gotten sprouted up a bit more?
1: No, I actually sprouted up quite a bit over the summer. Uh, okay. By the time like my, my senior year was rolling in the wrong, I was five foot ten, so I grew a whole five inches. Okay. And my shoe size, my shoe size literally went up two sizes. I was a mm-hmm. I was a ten, my uh, <clears throat> my junior year, and then I grew into a size twelve.
0: Okay, that's 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 a big feet for. And
1: now, for, yeah, now that I'm, now that I've gotten a little bit older, I, I actually went down a half size to a eleven and a half. Okay,
0: well, while, while we're on that, what what are the, some of the challenges of having bigger feet? Um, I'm right in the middle about a ten. I mean I'm about average um, mm-hmm. uh, how much more difficult it is to run fast with bigger feet um, it's
1: it's not really uh much Definitely. of a difficulty uh it's more finding the right shoe that'll fit your feet. That's the more difficult part, okay. And this coming, this coming from a, uh,
0: a fitness sports employee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you got to know your shoes, uh, right. to work there for sure. Uh, yeah. So, what were you wearing? What, what was your go-to shoe then your senior year when you were at Anuron? Uh, what were you wearing then? Uh, you got rid of the big cloud hoppers. Yeah. Uh, so high, high tops. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> So I was actually,
1: uh, struggling to find the perfect shoe that'll like fit. And then, uh, luckily my coach, uh, coach Ben, he, uh, he actually has the same shoe size or had had the same shoe size as me at the time. And he, he actually gave me an old pair of his shoes that, uh, well, cause he knew like i was having trouble finding right shoes and he wore the asics uh, gel kayano oh, and and then i slipped them on and ran in them for a little bit and i'm like this is a per- this is
0: the best shoe got a pair of those yep ran boston in the, in the kayano so they they did really well for me this fall um so uh back back to the question uh what were your options for for the um for for college you went to Iowa Central um mm-hmm. it just kind of fit what you wanted to do you wanted to keep progressing you weren't uh were you getting much yeah. looks as far as uh division 1s and 2s for ncaas
1: so not not necessarily uh, it was a lot of it was a lot of d3 and uh uh junior colleges yeah and eventually it narrowed down to, uh, Iowa central and Danville community college, which is, which is located in Danville, Illinois. So right around the, uh, Champaign area.
0: Yeah, it's right on the border. Um, in Indiana, Illinois, right? Danville, yep. Yeah. So,
1: and <clears throat> I, I had I actually had at the time a long conversation with my father about this because. I I wanted to stay in within the state of Illinois, but mm. my dad was like, "I think you should really consider Iowa Central because this is actually the best fitting for you." And I, eventually, in February, I I took a visit to Iowa Central my senior year in high school, and <clears throat> ended up liking the campus and the team atmosphere. I did a small easy run with uh, some of the, my future teammates at at the time or potential future teammates at the time. And eventually after after the visit, a month later I made my decision that I was going to run at Iowa Central Community College.
0: Yeah. And well, you knew kind of the tradition that they had. I mean, well established. I I just had D Brown on the on the podcast last month. Um, yeah. What a great uh, successful uh, run he's had there for sure.
1: Absolutely. Like he's probably. Uh, I'm not just saying this because I'm biased towards Iowa Central or none of that, but he is definitely one of like the best coaches I've ever had in uh, like in my career as a runner.
0: Yeah. It's pretty like clear he you know, knows this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So you, um, I mean, you, uh, you really flourished. Seemed like right away, you were um, third in the five k at uh, regionals, region eleven. You went on to place fifth nationals, and um, I, you even had that great performance at, at the Drake Relays that I mentioned uh, in the ten k in twenty sixteen. So. And mm-hmm. you were runner up in the half marathon championships. That was um probably your last race in the, for cross country season.
1: Yes, that is uh correct. Uh, and so, so what happened was uh I ended up having an extra semester <clears throat> because uh we missed out on the half marathon, uh my freshman year.
0: That was one of the uh penalties right
1: Uh, yeah that that had something to do with uh, I I can't remember specifically what it was but apparently we got penalized for it and uh, we we were just scratched from the half marathon my freshman year and then I I had a little bit of uh, hours left to finish up at Iowa Central before I uh, made my decision to transfer and i was i was like i'll just use this cross country season to train for the half marathon
0: oh okay so you were okay you were doing that and you ran 108 44 there and then um well even you know um, you were even really good at um, indoor track and field you were fourth national so you were really mm-hmm. uh, you know getting a lot of top fives at nationals, um, do, do you still hold the school record in the three thousand at Iowa Central? I do not. No, that's eclipsed. Yeah.
1: So when I was uh, a junior at, so when I first transferred to Illinois State, my old roommate, uh, Kareem Aching, Achingli. Achingli uh, yeah. Kareem. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I hope I'm not
0: um, misinterpreting his name. <laughs> So he Spanish, yeah. wasn't he. I'm sorry, what? Wasn't he Spanish, Korean? Yeah, he, he was from Spain. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah, and so he, he
1: took it down then. Yeah, he took it down by a, by about a a second and uh two two tenths of a second, so, something like that. Mm, okay,
0: so then that's you true. were a year, yeah, year and a half at Iowa Central. Really went really well, met a lot of good friends like Tyson, uh, probably Blake Whalen, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, And then, uh, would you were looking to get back to Illinois then? Is that one reason you wanted to, uh, why you ran to Illinois State, went there?
1: Yes, that is uh, one of the reasons. And uh, at the time, like after after the Drake Relays uh, 10K, when I finished uh, fourth place, one of their coaches at the time, uh, he uh, he went down the uh, ramp like towards the track and towards the uh, football field uh, where I was standing with one of my coaches, uh, or actually where I was standing with uh, Coach Brown, and he was basically questions about considering Illinois State as a possible. Uh, transfer school sure and
0: yeah. one of my old high school uh was running there as well well that's a phenomenal achievement for a junior college runner to finish fourth uh at the drake relays um did you realize the magnitude of that um i mean this is you know have you had you ever run in a in as big of a track meet as that is that kind of uh the, the pinnacle of your uh, track I mean, field career, I, I gotta believe that's probably it. Huh? I mean, say that
1: top track meet that I ever run. It was kind of a—it was kind, a, it was kind, kind of, of a, a surprise to me. Like, I ran the—I finished second in the five k, and then uh, mm. I ran the Moscow Twilight Meet in Iowa City at the University of Iowa. The three K, where uh, <clears throat> where it was me, Daniel Soto, and uh, a couple of other Iowa guys running the three K.
0: Yeah, and I ended up, you. I ended up
1: uh, breaking the school record in the three K at that at that time, and then the. About a week or two, right before the Drake Relays was popped up, I got called into Coach Brown's office, and he asked me if I'd be interested in running the 10,000 at the Drake Relays.
0: <laughs> and did, 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 did you even know about the Drake Relays? Do you even know uh, what a special race it was, uh, what, what an event it was? at the at the time I I didn't but uh,
1: one of my professors uh, at Iowa Central uh, he he was basically uh, <clears throat> a big enthusiast about the Drake relays mm. and he when I went to his office to ask him about this uh, assignment and to basically let him know that I was going to be gone for uh, class that that night because of the Drake Relays. He basically uh, told me like the whole story of the Drake Relays and how it's the Blue Oval of I of Des Moines, and yeah. some some people even call the Drake Relays the Hayward Field of the Midwest.
0: Yep. Well, I think I th- I think it probably deserves that title because they've they've hosted the USA Nationals uh, several times, so and yep. you know and the and the tradition is um, pretty much unmatched. So you've got you know Penn Relays out east, you got uh, Drake in the Midwest, and uh, Hayward Field out in the, out in Oregon. So I think yeah, I think between those three venues, it's hard to find anybody anything else uh, yeah that, that that compares to those. So, um, so Illinois state, uh, seemed like a good fit and you, um, and you had really good success there in cross country as well. Um, as I mentioned, um, you had, uh, some really good success at the Missouri Valley meets. Um, was that kind of the highlight then probably, um, that year you were, um, all Missouri Valley fifth overall? Yeah, I would say. That was, a,
1: that was a great race for me to uh, like end on a positive note because yeah. uh, the uh, regional uh, race that I ran after that, it didn't go as well as I'd hoped. But I was still happy to be where I was at, being uh, fifth at the Valley and had had some pretty good company in there as well.
0: Well, yeah, you were, uh, looks like you were 64th there at that Midwest regional, which is still very good Mm -hmm. uh, considering, you know, a lot of the programs you're running against, um, that's uh, out of over 200 runners, you know, that's still very good easily in the top third. So, yeah. So that's very good quality. Um, seemed like, uh, cross country went better than, than, than track and field there. Um, yeah. A, a little bit, yeah,
1: I would say, uh, for, for the track and field portion of uh, Illinois State, it it was okay, like it's kind of like you like it, but you don't love it if <laughs> if that makes any sense, yeah, but yeah, I would. But I wouldn't change a thing of what happened in the track season, uh, as far as Illinois State or the cross country season at all. Everything, I went really, went really well in the cross country season. That's a good way to, like, put it into a positive perspective.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to um, make nationals uh, for NCAA. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they're. You, pretty, you knew uh, that coming into you knew that coming into that race, 2018. Where was that at? Was that Oklahoma City? Here, where was that at? So, 2018. in
1: 2018, the Midwest Midwest uh, Regional was actually in Peoria, Illinois, on Bradley yeah. on uh, Bradley University's course. Okay, that had to be which fun. Running, running,
0: uh, running in Illinois, running for, Illinois. For the yeah. You have and family family. yeah
1: so, so I think for the Missouri Valley Championships race um, I had it was kind of a surprise to see most of my family uh, there because it felt like my absolute re- last race I had my my father was there my aunt like two of my aunts or I, I, I come from a pretty big family. My dad's one of seven children. So like okay. bear with, bear with me here. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay. So it was my father, uh, my cousin and her husband and her, her kids. So she's got five kids total. Uh, my aunt, my uncle and my other cousins, Um uh, my other aunt like she's she was also there and then my aunt and my uncle uh, as well and my and my last uncle he was actually wearing a so we're we're pretty big Notre Dame uh, football fans and how I knew it was it it was him he was wearing a Notre Dame hoodie as kind of like a Kind of like a gag, but also like I know that I know that's him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they probably weren't at that regional either. They were probably at the Great Lakes, I imagine. Yeah, they were in the uh so, uh Great Lakes region. Yeah. But so that's <clears throat> well, you so you had a big big old cheering section. That's, that's yeah, amazing. it was
1: it was a pretty big cheering section and it was definitely one way to look at it was definitely a way of like, okay, this is my last race. Like there's no, there's no pressure on or nothing. Like it's just other people in the crowd. Like whatever happens, happens. But kind of looking back at that a little bit, like if I, for some, for some odd reason, if I would have finished first or top three in that race, even I would have took my spikes off and just jumped into the <laughs> into my into my family like <laughs> like somebody just jumped to the fence.
0: <laughs> you're gonna do a little crowd surfing? Is that what you're a little bit, yeah. Crowd surfing Yeah. But you didn't have to worry about that, but that was your vision for it.
1: yeah. But it was well, it was pretty cool. After after that race, I walked over to my family. I hugged my father, my uncle, and my my cousin's uh middle child made me a a go Cody sign. I like he gave that to me, and I hold it up like right in front and yeah. of everybody. And yeah, luckily, uh, my cousin got that picture and. I still yeah. have it.
0: Well, those are great memories that you'll that you'll always have. So, did you uh, I, did you graduate then after cross country season? Is that kind of, I I did. Yeah, and that's when it all ended. And so, mm-hmm. what what was your degree in? Uh, in uh, teaching.
1: So, my uh my degree is in uh university studies, which is. Uh, it's like leisure studies, but they don't call it that back at Illinois State. It's okay. So it's I, I evolved around, <clears throat> I evolved around uh, criminal justice, which is kind of what led me into thinking okay, like if I'm not gonna become a teacher, I can definitely see myself becoming a police officer because I wanted to also follow in my uncle's footsteps who's a he's actually a sergeant. In the uh, Washington, Illinois uh, uh, policing district. Okay. And another fun fact: he's almost retired. Mm. Okay. He's, he's on. He's on that fine line where, yeah. like,
0: he's up there. He's like almost to the finish line. Yeah. No incidents. Don't give me anything near anything. Yeah. Don't give yeah. me any crazy, uh, crazy calls here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, is that, something that you're still thinking about doing eventually? Trying to trying to become a police officer for one of the communities in Central Iowa, or what do you?
1: I mean, or, uh, not just in not just in the Central Iowa region, but anywhere. Uh, I could definitely see myself being a police officer. Uh, just gotta take. Uh, just gotta really consider it because it. Because it is going to be a big, it's going to be a pretty big step.
0: Yeah, 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 it really will. Because um, I'm sure the hours are a little bit. Uh, a little right. bit. Nuts. Yeah,
1: it's a little different than being a uh, being in retail and sales.
0: <laughs> right, you get to uh, more or less uh, get your hours the way you want them to work around your uh, work around your running. So, well, absolutely yeah you'll have some decisions to make there and um and what well, were you running in races then when you were back back home in anawan um working for the city where you, were you yes going, going around to illinois and the surrounding states running some races what were, what were some of your top results there because that's kind of a, a, a an area that i'm that i don't really know much about um, from so, your bio. So.
1: So, when I worked as a public worker for the town of Anilon, I like it was kind of tough because of the, the 2020 pandemic. But a couple races were opened up just with extra health and safety regulations. And the first race, uh, I was actually asked to pace set a a 5K right here and right here in Des Moines. It was the it was the Blazing 5K, and this was back in October of 2020. Okay. I I paced uh, that for the, the that race for a mile, and took him through in uh, four twenty-five to four thirty pace, and then I kind of took. A little bit of downtime, but then got back into training, and then in April of 2021, I, I ran the Blazing 10K, and my teammate uh, Austin O'Brien, he, like we kind of inside joke about this, but he actually called me the uh, for if anybody had a performance of the day. Award, it was me that day, and that was where I broke uh, thirty minutes in the ten k. Yeah, where I ran, where I ran twenty nine thirty
0: nine. Mm, yeah. yeah, I
1: remember. I remember thinking, "Who is this guy? This is this is pretty yeah. good." <laughs> I was kind of an unknown at that time, which uh <clears throat> which was okay for me because, uh like, I wanted to really travel around and see, like if any races really opened up. And then uh, there were a couple 5Ks that I did uh, locally in the Illinois region. And I just treated those more of like they were tempo runs. And I did, I think more time trials solo than I did uh, racing-wise.
0: Okay, um, so you're really <clears throat> kind of f- f- focusing on the f- on the like the 5Ks, 10Ks. You really like those distances. Mm.
1: I would say the 10K is probably one of my favorite distances because I do like the 5K. I just think the uh, 10K, uh, for me personally, is just right more. A little more in my wheelhouse. Okay.
0: Yeah. Five k can be a little short sometimes for a Sometimes. Like I like to. Yeah, it the seems like you just get going, it's already halfway through. So. Mm-hmm. It's the. Uh, so you can kind of strategize a little more. Exactly the uh, the five k.
1: Sometimes the pace can go out too hot, or sometimes yeah. the pace go out too slow if you're looking for a faster time which
0: and is and yeah if you have a bad first mile you know, your race mm-hmm. is kind of sunk right yep i would uh, have to agree with you there so um so um living in des moines what uh you know you've lived in small towns most of your life even fort dodge has gotten so much smaller since i you know used to live up in that area um how are you getting around Des Moines are you you liking um liking the big city (laughs) so to speak
1: it's definitely a not a little but a lot uh different than what I'm uh, accustomed to but I actually I actually don't mind it it like there's so many things to do in one place it's that's kind of the that's kind of an added bonus when you're living in the city, because right yeah. when uh, when I was living in Antwon, sometimes like I would have to drive a half hour or forty five minutes to uh, like go to the nearest uh, running store or uh, uh, sometimes bigger movie theaters. Movie theaters, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, a couple of other. A couple of other things but i think the one thing that separates uh like living in des moines from living in anelone uh is kind of the uh noise a little bit mm.
0: like that's you- just that's just my opinion mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot more uh, noisy yeah because so i hear are you kind of in west des moines then is that where you are you in des moines where do you live So I live right on, uh, address here, but
1: (laughs) uh, uh, I'm I'm kind of like closer to, I'm just three miles away from downtown. Okay. Up in the, uh, it's right in between, uh, East village and Highland park.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. Yeah. So there will be some noise there for sure. Yeah. A little bit. Like, I, I, I'm
1: used to, uh, I'm used to hearing uh, ambulance
0: uh, sirens and police sirens, but that's that's okay. That's what you'll get a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. uh, living in that area. Well, there's so many restaurants to eat at. My wife and I joke that we'll never get to eat at every place, um, no matter <laughs> how long we live here. So mm-hmm. you gotta. <laughs> of course you gotta watch how many times you eat out um what's uh i was talking to austin o'brien for the olympic trials one of his go-to foods i know he eats sweet potatoes like every day mm-hmm. um is there some kind of food that you eat that you might might surprise some listeners that you kind of uh favor like so so i don't really have
1: like a specific favorite food but I eat a lot of ground beef, uh, like pasta is one of my favorite foods, uh, burgers are some of my favorite foods. Um, and sometimes like I like to eat Chinese food. So like Panda express with kind of, <laughs> kind of, a uh, uh, like what the heck he eats Panda express. <laughs> <laughs> But it's good you say yeah it is good a little yeah. a little uh fried rice and double orange chicken it's pretty good
0: yeah yeah so you're not really you're not really counting calories here or anything you're not no. really uh, like worrying. i never uh, i never uh worrying too much about not nah, too healthy. I, never really,
1: I never really worry about like what what kind of things I put into my body. Like I've never restricted myself or counted calories. Like if I've always said, if you're in the mood for a bowl of ice cream, have a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> but I do have a general, I do have a general rule, uh, during race week. I like, I don't call this restricting. I just call this more of a superstition. Uh, I do not have any like candy, uh, Anything sweet, so like cake, candy, brownies, or like any of any other thing in that category. Like during race week, I will not have any of that. Yeah, like that's just more of a superstition than a restrictive aspect. So you kind of buckle down there, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, and yes. then after the after the race, I just go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember after club cross, like I, (laughs) I went nuts on that Sunday home. Like I, as soon as I got back from uh, the airport in the in Des Moines, and then Monday morning, like I just went super crazy. I had pancakes, donuts, everything.
0: Well, it was, your, it was your victory feast, right? Um, yeah. You know, that's no small feat to be the leader of the run team. I know Austin wasn't there, but still, nevertheless, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's quite an accomplishment to be the number one runner on that team. Um,
1: it's a good yeah. group,
0: of Yeah, for
1: Runablaze, I think.
0: Being ahead of Blake Whalen, especially, um, you know, Blake's had a yeah. tremendous season. So.
1: Yeah, Blake, he's – He's had a very tremendous season in twenty twenty one. I think Blake, myself, Austin, Tyson, not not just us four, but everybody in, uh on Runablaze, Blaze, they've had a pretty good season in twenty twenty one. I know, like some of them, it may have not have been the best, but kind of look at it this way: like in twenty twenty, hardly any races happened. Like you just like in twenty twenty one a lot more races opened up, like because of covid like the less like
0: restrictions kind of steered away a little bit more, yeah, it's it was kind of hard, and then suddenly, you know now mm-hmm. we're back in a lot of cases um you know, right, and I'm in Des Moines, so we're back back in this it, where we could be seeing some more restrictions if it is like races not happening
1: yeah <clears throat> it, it is pretty tough especially like from the months of december to february like a little bit closer to march but i'd say like right at the cutoff of february like would be like flu season like that's that's gonna be kind of the tough part, especially with COVID and flu season kind of hitting each
0: other hard. Yeah, and uh, I think you guys wear masks, right, at uh, fitness sports work Um, so I saw a couple of us were like oh, Alec wearing one. Yep, a
1: couple of us uh, were wearing a mask. Up. Like some are just taking a little extra precautions and then, uh, like we're not necessarily required, but I I keep a mask in my back pocket in case I have to wear one. Okay. Like, but usually like I keep myself pretty safe as well. When I'm on the job, like in case, like, like that one is not in my back pocket. I always keep one in my, uh, and my backpack, which is in the back of the shop, mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I like I always uh, think ahead before, like uh, I leave the I leave the uh, door, I, or leave the house for the day.
0: So, um, your name Bailey must be, uh, and you already mentioned you're a big uh, Notre Dame fan. You must be that must be Irish, huh? You must be of Irish descent.
1: So it's actually it's okay. actually Belgian.
0: Oh it's Belgian? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So okay. So I can I can share a little bit of how like my last name Bailey is a little different than the uh, like yeah. traditional Bailey as I like to call it. Uh, so I was born in so Analon is a is mostly a Belgian community. So I was Like I was born and raised in a Belgian community and sometimes like going to like any game, like for football, basketball, or like even track meets, they would always butcher my last name, like either like Bale, Bale, Beal or a couple of others that I'm like, how the heck does it even look like that? (laughs)
0: Like.
1: I kind of take it a little bit as a compliment right now because uh like Blake and I were actually joking about this yesterday on our run. Uh so Christian Bale who is the lead actor of The Dark Knight, right? Yeah. I I'm like, okay, Cody Bale. I'm actually The Dark Knight now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I kind of take it more of a compliment right now than like, like movie back was, yeah.
0: Back when I was a kid, like, I would get so hot headed about it. Well, my name has been chopped up a lot over the years mm-hmm. too. Everybody's everybody's gotten my name mixed up too. So I know the feeling on that. Um, yeah. So what's yeah. uh, what's what's your twenty two looking looking like here? Uh, you're the first guest of. 2022, what what kind of races do you have on tap? What are your kind of your goals here?
1: Okay. So, as far as uh, the racing schedule, um, I'm still kind of deciding a little bit, but I've got some pretty good ideas. Like, in February, I really want to see if I can get into the uh, Iowa State Classic, February 11th and 12th, I believe. Be a good one. If, if that would be a pretty good 5K. Uh, my my goal is to kind of break 14 minutes in the 5K, and I'm right on that borderline. Mm. So back in, uh, I think it was September of 2021, the blazing 5K where I finished uh, fourth behind uh, Blake or, or fourth or fifth. I can't really remember, but I was 14:29, and equivalent to that on the uh, track is right on that borderline. Okay, and if I could, if I could definitely break 14 on on the track, like I, that'd be a pretty good, like pretty big goal for me. Um, nice. Another race I've been looking at is uh the Cherry Blossom 10 mile in uh, Washington D.C. because nice. I have a I have a cousin out there who uh, like <clears throat> he lives out in D.C. but he's never seen me run before. And I um, I'm hoping I could uh, probably make it out there.
0: Okay, that's um. Hopefully, people who have listened to the podcast now can put a face to a name and um, pronounce your name correctly when they see the <laughs> sports. call Cody Bailey. Hey, hello, Cody. So, yep. um, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, Cody and. Uh, we'll see you around uh, some of these races.
1: Yep. Well, thank you for having me, Lance. It's been a pleasure to
0: speak with you today. Yep. Thank you, Cody. And good luck on 2022 racing season.